Hi, this is Andy Height, and welcome to Wisdom Radio, and thanks for joining me. In a minute, we're going to explore the mystery and power of energy healing with my guest, Brett Bevel. Brett leads the traditional Reiki training through the master level at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. And he's written several books, including Reiki for Spiritual Healing and his latest, Energy Healing for Everyone. Brett has promised to do a special empowerment healing for everyone listening to this show, so I'm looking forward to that. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you for having me on, Andy. I'm excited to talk about this today because it is quite mysterious, isn't it, this whole idea of energy healing? Yes, it's uh, certainly a mystery. And for me, you know, I think, uh, you know, when I first got started on this journey, it's it's something that, um, that you know, really sort of the results are what kept me going. It's not so much that I had a belief in some invisible energy. It's, uh, it's something that started literally after I had a very challenging experience. This was back like in 1992 at the NYU Dental Center, and uh, this, the, the person who was working on my mouth, this dental student, was really, really rough with me, pulling a wisdom tooth. And after that event, I probably looked like I'd been punched in the jaw by Muhammad Ali or Joe Frazier or somebody. <laughs> I had a huge, swollen jaw. Mm-hmm. And I had the good luck of having a roommate who happened to be a Reiki practitioner, uh, my dear friend, uh, Eben Dodd. And he never really talked about Reiki. I didn't know what Reiki was. But when I came home that evening, he offered to do some Reiki on me. And when he put his hands on me, I felt a connection to something that felt just much larger than him and much larger than me. And perhaps most importantly, much larger than the pain I was experiencing. And it really allowed allowed me to go into this deep place of surrender and grace that alleviated my suffering in a profound way. So that's a great story. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to learn more about mm-hmm. Reiki from then, and, and have yeah. kind of been hooked ever since. You know. Well, I think that is a wonderful first step for people is just to experience it themselves. Um, I I also had a friend. The first time she did Reiki on me, I was just amazed um, at how it felt. Yeah, and that's you know, that's what I really encourage people is to you know I think sometimes it's really easy to kind of get caught in our heads and try to analyze you know where does it come from and and all these. Uh, questions. But what I invite people to do is just listen to your body when you're experiencing it. And, and if you feel better, then you know something's going on, you know, right. and uh, if something actually heals from it, then that validates it even more. So really letting your own personal experience be sort of the guide for you is what I invite people to do. Well, that is one of the questions we do ask a lot of questions. Here. Sure, I yeah, do. yeah. Is, um, is it something that has more to do with one's belief in it, or is it actually energy coming through and doing the work, or some combination of the two? Yeah, so I mean, my belief personally is that there is a real tangible energy that's coming through. And, you know, part of that I base on my own little experiments that I did shortly after I got my master level in Reiki. And I, you know, I got my master level in 1995, and after that I kind of went on a my own little journey with the energy, really doing these little experiments that, that nobody ever told me to do, but I would just mm-hmm. experiment with energy. Mm-hmm. And I would do things that, you know, like uh, attuning a vase full of water that had some flowers in it. And I would notice that the flowers would hold open much, much longer than 
a normal vase of flowers would. Mm-hmm. Like there was some energy in the water. I don't think that, that the, the the flowers were, <laughs> you know, <laughs> imagining this light. You know, I think it was just a real tangible thing. I I know that there's been other uh, you know studies where uh, somebody did took leaf cuttings. You know, so they they cut some leaves so that they were no longer part of the the mother plant, and they did reiki on half of them, and on the other half they just let them be. And the ones that that the they got reiki sort of held held open and and held more sort of a life presence for a much longer period of time than the ones that just sort of sat and wilted. So again, people have done different experiments. I don't know, you know, are these scientifically valid research projects in the way that the world of science would approve them? That I don't know, but I know for me, uh, it's very clear that this energy is very palpable and real. And you were at the master level when you were energizing that water. However, you've written a book, um, you've just written a book called Energy Healing for Everyone. Do you believe, obviously, you believe this is accessible to anyone with an interest and a desire to pursue it? Yeah, so um, the book that came out in September is called Energy Healing for Everyone, A Path to Wholeness and Awakening. And it's about a form of energy healing that's a little bit different than the Reiki. It's something uh, called Light of the Eternal One. And um, again, sometimes I think these different bands of energy healing have their own particular purpose and focus. And the focus of Light of the Eternal One is really just to bring us into a very deep place of stillness and inner peace. And it works in a really profound and very fast way. Uh, a regular treatment takes like five minutes or less. There's one hand position, which is hands on top of your head. So it's really so easy to learn and to use that I really think, uh, you know, anybody could do it. So that's why we that's why we call it energy healing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is it a little bit like meditation with assistance? You know, you could you could think of it that way. You could think of it like an energetic meditation. So instead of paying attention to your breath or to, you know, sort of watching your thoughts the way one might do in, in more traditional meditations, in this case, you're literally just bringing this, this divine light into your skull and letting it sort of bathe each cell of your brain. And then you send it down your spinal cord through your intention. And literally within a few minutes, it can create a very profound shift in your consciousness, bringing you into a very deep, peaceful place um, and also a place that's very present. So, you know, an interesting thing I often notice in the world of energy healing is often when we receive an energy healing treatment, it can sometimes make people feel a little flighty or maybe a little ungrounded, whereas this energy actually makes people feel very, very present, very in their bodies, very in the moment, and just very, very... Uh, sort of emotionally still and peaceful. And it's a really beautiful, sweet feeling. Mm. And what I recommend in the book is just, you know, do it every day for a period of weeks and notice how it begins to change your life, having that sense of inner peace. And it's so important. It is so important, really, especially now with the level of distractions that we all have, um, just to get away from all of that. (laughs) You know, turn off our cell phones. Sometimes I... I, I turn off all of my devices at night, and I uh, so many people that I know sort of sleep with their cell phone right by the bed, or um, wow. you know, as their alarm clock. And I don't know, have you? I would imagine that would have some impact on on energy to have those kind of devices around you. Do you uh, usually turn them off when you're doing this kind of work? Yeah, I do. You know, most of the most of the work that I do, actually, interestingly enough, is distant work. So I tend to. Uh, 
you know, I live here on the East Coast, and most of the people I work with one-on-one actually live uh, in Hollywood. And so, um, you know, in that case, lucky, obviously... Lucky you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. You know, and the thing is, the thing about distant healing. I mean, distant healing is very common in a lot of different energy healing modalities, including Reiki and the Light of the Eternal One energy that I work with. And in distant healing, what I really love about it is that you know I don't have to worry about some of the small things that might get in the way if I was doing a, a face-to-face healing, like, you know, uh, am I dressed appropriately? Did I offer them the right kind of tea? And all those little things, right. which may not seem like that important, but that can sometimes kind of get in the way of the healer's focus. Sure. Um, you know, when I'm doing a distant healing, I don't have to worry about inner, any of that. I'm just totally uh, energetically engaged with what's going on in the person's energy field and can give 100% of my focus to that. And so I find... I find the distant healings actually to be more effective than the in-person healings. I still do some in-person work. There are some people who maybe don't quite um, believe necessarily in the distant healing process. But for me, uh, the work speaks for itself in terms of uh, the power of the distant healing to really go a long way for people. Well, you're on Wisdom Radio, and here we know about all these things because <laughs> we have <laughs> I, I have guests on here talking about you know the quantum the quantum field and um, and that type of thing, which I I don't know, I imagine with distance healing, that's probably how it works, is it's just we are all, there is no, there isn't the type of perceived distance between us energetically, I guess. Right, exactly. You know, and it's, you know, it's kind of like if you look at, you know, sort of subatomic physics these days, I mean, you know, how quarks and charms just appear one place and suddenly appear somebody else without necessarily having to move in between those two points in time space. It's the same way with energy healing. Like, you can just get it to sort of appear at another place, whether that's five feet away or 5,000 miles away. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Um, I am always amazed by the process and specifically how you're able to, how an energy healer is able to dial in to the other person's specific frequency or energy signature to allow you to do the work on them versus, let's say, somebody sitting next to them? Yeah, for me, I guess, you know, and I wouldn't say all energy healers believe this, but but it's my own personal belief that a lot of these uh, lights, you know, like Reiki and uh, Vortex Healing and Light of the Eternal One and some of the other modalities I've been trained in, I really believe that they really are coming from a divine place and that therefore they have sort of a divine intelligence to them. And so they're Mm -hmm. just going to know. They're going to know, you know, where to go. Uh, as long as you have some kind of indicator of who, who you're sending it to, whether it's the person's name or photograph or just something to kind of line it up. As long as you have that and the intention, then the energy is going to get there. Um, right. Well, also, one, you know, you're connecting with the person. Right. Um, either over yeah. the phone or, you know, they know that this is going to be happening. Yeah. Do you um, do you ask permission of uh, of their higher selves? I've heard that type of thing. Is that involved? Uh, like if somebody were interested in this work, is it important to make sure you have permission before you do the work? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. So I'm, you know, there's there's a lot of different opinions in the world of energy healing. I'm of I'm of the belief uh, that it really is very important to have a person's permission, uh, you know, and and that they sort of be consciously wanting to have the healing. Now, I don't see that as a hard and fast black and white rule. There are some 
rare cases when I might make an exception. For example, if somebody's in a coma or has just been in a severe accident and there's no way to really check in with them, then in those cases, I'll send it out and just sort of wish for the best. But for the most part, I really think it's important to have a person's consent. And part of the reason for that is, is I, I sometimes notice this pattern that, that I actually believe is a little dysfunctional, that where I've seen some uh, people with energy healing gifts who just kind of go around just sort of throwing energy around to people without mm-hmm. asking them. And I, I, you know, trying to heal somebody without engaging in a dialogue or a conversation around that. And so I don't really feel that's a very healthy way to go about it. I really try to honor the person's free will. And if they choose not to have a healing, then I'm not going to send them a healing. Right. You know, and again, there's those rare cases where, you know, if if there's a coma or something, obviously I'll just, uh, you know, hope for the best. But otherwise, you know, if somebody doesn't want it, I'm not going to send it to them. Have you ever sent healing energy to somebody on the other side? I have, actually. You know, it's not something that I've done very often. Um, but it is something that I have done a few times, and usually I'll use the pendulum or some other way to try to communicate and ask if, if they're wanting to receive it. Uh, and so, yeah, there have been a few times uh, mm-hmm. when I've sent some energy healing to uh, mm-hmm. to somebody who's passed on. And right. M- maybe someone... Sense of their presence. Maybe someone who is having a, a hard time w- when they, you know, perhaps a suicide or somebody who you know, is having a hard time when they were uh, transitioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, You know, there, there's often, um, you know, that sense when you're, you know, the, the interesting thing is when you're sending to somebody who's passed on, even though you don't feel their physical body in the same way you would feel the sort of a, a presence of, of matter when you're sending to somebody who's in a body, you still feel a presence, like you're still connecting with their their consciousness. So it's it's a very... Uh, a very real experience to to do that. You mm, know. Interesting. Yeah. What are the uh, you had talked about the light of the eternal one? Is that um, like the u- universal mind? You, you know, there's so many um, different words for that, aren't there? You know, God and universal mind. Um. Yeah. So you know, interesting. You know, the light of the eternal one energy. It came to me in 2007 after I was having a series of these different various mystical experiences throughout the year uh, in several different forms of energy healing came to me during that year, but this one came to me in October of that year. And, um, you know, what I've felt through working with it is this really deep connection through this energy actually with the ancient Essenes. I don't know if you're familiar with the Essenes. No, but they were, tell us about They that. were a mystical sect of Judaism that lived several hundred years before and after the time of Jesus, and they were known for being very egalitarian in their social structure, so no real hierarchy. They were also uh, quite rare in that day and age for, for being vegetarian, uh, and they also had the concept of a mother-father God as opposed to just the sort of patriarchal uh, version of the divine that was more common with the other sects of Judaism. And um, so in working with sort of my guides that have, have shown me this energy, what I feel is that it's really, yeah, kind of like that sort of, sort of like that underlying divine matrix uh, that, that everything arises out of. I mean, if we think that even modern physics tells us that everything's made of light, you know, that's basically what E equals MC squared is saying. And so if we really take that to the furthest degree that everything is made of light, 
then there must be some underlying sort of matrix of light from which that is all arising out of. And so it's my belief that this light of the eternal one energy is literally sort of coming from that place. And it really works to kind of unify. It has a very unifying quality where when I use it on myself or others, there's just this sense of feeling connected, connected to everyone, to everything, and kind of getting out of that mindset of feeling that we're somehow these isolated little pieces of the universe, but that we're in fact part of a much greater whole. I think it's fascinating that you uh, worked with your spirit guides to get that information. Um, I've been hearing more and more uh, about that from people that, I mean, I have I have a spirit guide that I've actually been, after I was v- very seriously ill, um, I started to come into contact with, and I've learned so much from having those sessions of deep meditation with that energy. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated that you were pulling that uh, in, and now that you're using it and other people are having a positive experience with it, that must be very validating for you. Yeah, really, it really is. You know, it's um, it feels good. You know, I, I'm gonna have to, I have to share this one. Perhaps the most strong, you know, validation of this energy has come in the, the experiences that I've had sharing it here at Omega Institute. And one night, uh, when shortly after the book came out, we did an event at the Ram Dass Library here at Omega. And just before I went out before the audience, there was a group of about 90 people there. And just before I went out, a message was relayed to me by one of the staff that another staff member's father had gone into a coma and that that, that uh, staff member and his family were specifically asking if I could send some energy to his father. And his father was in Indiana. We're here in New York State. And so what I did is I did an empowerment on the, the entire audience. And we, as a group, sent energy to Brandon's father, who was in a coma in Indiana. And uh, a couple days later, he, he came out of the coma. And the, the word that was relayed back to me is that the, the medical doctors at the hospital were kind of referring to him as the miracle man because they really weren't necessarily expecting that he was going to come back, or at least not as fast as he did. And so for me, you know, that's just a real validation of how powerful uh, this work can be, you know, that have, to have that kind of result. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work on everybody every time somebody's in a coma, but it, in this case, it really felt like it was part of that greater equation that helped helped him to come back. Wow, that's a great story. How has this connection with this energy changed your life? Well, for me, again, it just feels like, um, it feels like a sort of an energetic presence of grace. You know, like I've I've always believed in that concept of grace, but in this case, I feel like it's it's a tangible feeling. You know, this feeling that there's this divine presence sort of around us and within us that can be activated, that can be made to, to be more pronounced so that we're more aware of it and it can bring healing and it can help shift our consciousness into a more healthy way of being. When you're in that space, do you have a sense of um, buoyancy and sort of almost like a buzzing? Do you think there's a, I always wonder if there's like some frequency shift or? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel different after I've done a session and always always in a much more positive way. You know, a lot of the time I also do uh, group healing. So I often will offer healings to the staff here at Omega Institute where there might be 20 or 30 people who simply come into a room and lie down 
and I'll run the energy for maybe half an hour or even longer. And then sometimes I do that at, at yoga studios in the New York City area as well. And whenever I do any of those kind of events, afterwards, you know, I just feel such this deep level of connection and peace and um, really just a beautiful, a beautiful, uh, almost kind of mild sense of euphoria. It's like a very blissful mm-hmm. feeling. And it, sure. it kind of almost doesn't matter what what sort of psychological state of mind I'm in before I do the healing, but it's almost promised that after I do the healing that I will be in this state of just pure bliss. Mm-hmm. And I think just because all this energy has to come through my system uh, energetically, you know, it has to come into my aura, you know, into my crown chakra and then out through me to get to everybody else. So it really feels like I'm I'm receiving some of it as I'm giving a treatment. And so um, I always love the feeling that I have afterwards. Now, so is it coming out of you or are you facilitating others so that they're bringing it into themselves? Can you, you know, uh, differentiate yeah, between that? That's a good question because <laughs> I kind of think it's like one of those, you know, like one of those, again, one of those riddles of, of, <laughs> of physics where, you know, sometimes things, you know, the physicists look at light and they think sometimes they think it's a particle and then they think it's a wave and then they, then they think it's a wave and a particle. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we wouldn't really know, would we? <laughs> yeah. As long so as sometimes I, I, yeah. Look, I look at this in the same way, like, yeah, I feel like it's coming out of me and going out to them, but it's the same time, you know, if somebody was to walk between me and somebody I'm sending it to, I don't think like they're going to suddenly get zapped with the energy. So it's not like it's flowing out of me in some straight line. I think it's coming out, coming into me, rising up in me, and then somehow also rising up in the person uh, who I'm sending it to. So, um, you know, on mm-hmm. some level, it remains a, a mystery of whether I'm actually sending it or simply causing it to arise up in them. But, sure. Uh, and then maybe you know, you know way, maybe the the, the combination of the energies combining um, makes it even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. I listened to one of your uh, healings um, that had been pre-taped, and I definitely felt a um, a healing associated with that. And I thought it would be nice if we were to do that today. Maybe take five minutes and and do something with the folks who are listening. Um, to sure. bring to yeah. bring some level of healing to their their lives, um, do you have yeah, any ideas you know, about what we might do? Well, yeah, I mean, I could actually even take it a step further, and I, I could offer sort of uh, an empowerment of this energy to anybody listening to this, and then I could talk you and everybody else through through a short self treatment, and yeah. then you actually have it with you from that moment forward. So that would be great. Um, if, if, okay, so okay, so what let's I would do, do that. I, I will mic great. down, and you can take over. Okay. Great. So I'm just going to invite invite you all to uh, to just get comfortable, whether it's seated in a chair or lying down. Um, get comfortable in whatever way works for you. And I'm just going to begin just by sending just a little bit of energy to just kind of warm up uh, your own energetic body. And then as I'm sending that energy, again, just keep bringing your focus inward. And then I'm going to send an empowerment out shortly. So. So sending this uh, empowerment out now of the light of the eternal one energy, which I think of it like a like a download, uh, you know, kind of a, a kind of software that's going into your energy system and 
upgrading it so that it can access this divine form of light. And so it should be uh, in sort of hooked up now to everybody who's listening to this uh, this radio program. And so what I want to invite you to do now is just to simply bring your hands in whatever way is comfortable for you. Just bring them on top of your head, just resting your hands comfortably on your head, and just simply intend that this light that we call Light of the Eternal One begin flowing down from the heavens like a sparkly waterfall of light, flowing down from above, down through your hands, filling up your skull with this light, bathing each cell of your brain with this light that is designed to remind us of our connection to everything that is, including the divine source. And as you keep allowing this light to flow, again, just know that it's kind of hardwired to bring about a sense of stillness and peace in your being. And just keep letting it flow, letting this sparkly white waterfall of light flow down from above, down through your hands, filling up your skull with this light. And at a certain point, you may begin to sense or feel or even just imagine that your skull is entirely filled with this light. And whenever that happens for you, and still keeping your hands on your head, just simply change your intention and simply intend that the light begin flowing down your spine, down from above, down through your heads, moving down the back of your head, the back of your neck, and flowing down all the way to the base of your spine literally filling up your spinal cord with this light. So working primarily on the brain and nervous system. And as the sparkly waterfall of light continues to flow and fill up your spine, at a certain point, again, you may begin to sense or feel or even just imagine that both your spine as well as your skull are completely filled with this light. So after letting this energy fill up your spine and your skull, then just simply allow yourself to bring your hands back down into a comfortable resting position and simply allow yourself to be in the effect of the energy, which often has a very strong uh, residual presence, usually for several minutes after the healing is complete. So just allow yourself to be in that space, letting yourself notice any shifts in your consciousness, any a sense of peace that you feel within yourself. For me, sometimes it takes me into a very nonverbal space, a very quiet place that sort of, uh, you know, kind of cuts off all that chatter that goes on in the brain. But regardless of whatever your experience is, just allow yourself to be with it. Um, in the book, sometimes I recommend keeping a journal of your experience and really just making a commitment to do this every day hopefully for, you know, 40 days or longer. And then just notice uh, at the end of that 40-day period, do you feel more at peace with yourself? Do you feel more at peace with friends, family, coworkers, with the world around you? Um, I think of it like taking a cosmic vitamin. If you take it once, it might help a little bit. But if you really commit to doing it every day, it really starts to build up in your energy system and becomes a part of who you are. So this sense of peace just begins to radiate out into all aspects of your life. And if people are who are listening um, would like to stay in this space, simply pause this podcast and then you can rejoin us. 
Brett, thank you so much for bringing that healing to listeners of Wisdom Radio. Um, I really appreciate it, and I enjoyed it as well as I was sitting here, sitting here listening to you. And I had told you um, a few minutes ago that I also had um, these experiences with spirit guides, and one of the messages that came through, and I just wanted to read this to you, because I thought it might be interesting to see if it resonates with you, and if you have sure. any ideas um, you know, that it makes you think of. It's called The Best Time to Heal. Rest, take naps, make time for deep sleep. It is the only time the body repairs itself in sleep. This is because during this time, the gateways of the divine open and cells receive the healing light. If deepest sleep isn't reached, it's harder for the healing to take place. It's like a whale coming up for air, so too the spirit comes up for healing while the body slumbers, and in turn brings the healing back to the body. The clock ticks, the body cycles tick, with the pull of the moon, the planets, the tides, the cycle of the sun, the seasons, all of these influence the body and its optimum time for healing. One doesn't fish at low tide, this is a rest time, so learning your cycles will help you know the best time of the day and month for bringing healing energies to yourself. So that's the reason. You know, it's really, it's really interesting that you read this piece because I'd never thought it through in this particular way and the way that you were you were speaking about, but it, it really kind of lines up perfectly and for me in that the sense that the vast majority of the distant treatments I do, um, I usually ask the person if they would be willing to receive the energy while they're sleeping. So I time it so that I'm sending the energy to them during their sleep. And that's because I've always had just this intuitive feeling that they're going to get the most out of it while they're asleep. <laughs> so it's really kind of amazing. <laughs> when you were reading that passage, it's like, wow, I never thought it through in all these different ways, but it's like this passage is in, informing me why Why is it that I always ask people if I, if they're okay with me sending to them while they're asleep. So you intuitively uh, picked up on that, and uh, you knew that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. So, uh, yes, I do, I do agree with everything that that passage says. It's just I had never really thought it through before to that level. So it definitely makes sense. Yeah, it's always um, fascinating. That's one of my favorite things to do is compare notes of those that are uh, receiving these intuitive feelings, ideas, messages. We all do at different times of the day. And um, and one of the missions of Wisdom Radio is to encourage people to um, trust those intuitive hits that we get. And certainly, when you're in a profession like yours, you must be getting flooded with them all the time because you're so open. But a lot of people, you know, walk through the day not having that openness. And so having this time to meditate or to come into this type of healing framework, I think is really helpful for people to tune into the to that side of themselves. Yeah, I think it just kind of recalibrates and and kind of, you know, gets us back to that place of, of who we really are once you sort of wipe away all the all the chatter and all the all the other things that our minds are often occupied with. So, Did, um, yeah, yeah, I'm really thankful you read that to me. Oh, really you're welcome. It. And um, one of my final questions to you is, do you think that this type of 
connection. Have you observed that people do heal or that they're healthier as a result of that? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's a definite yes. That's like a flat-out yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm just going to go totally, you know, on my own personal experience. I don't always talk about this that much, but, you know, I grew up in a very extremely abusive uh, childhood, a lot of, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, pretty much from all the adults that I was living with growing up. And so for many years, even through, even through those first years out of college, I was pretty depressed. I mean, I was, I was not the most cheery guy, you know, I pretty much like kept my head immersed in in my studies and my books, had very few friends and was just kind of a loner who was depressed most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, I did. Understandably. yeah. 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 I mean, I did do the traditional, you know, therapy thing. I did some 12, 12-step work, and all of that was helpful to a certain degree, but it wasn't really until I started to dive into the world of, of energy healing that I started to notice those sort of deeper layers of my being uh, begin to feel free from the things that happened during my childhood. And mm-hmm. I can you know, very easily say now I'm a very happy, joyful uh, person. I'm happily married. I have a wonderful wife. I have a wonderful life. And I really credit energy healing for being the primary sort of ingredient that made that happen. And part of it for me is that when you think about things like whether it's a severe childhood trauma or other kinds of trauma, I mean, we all experience trauma in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, those traumas can often sort of become embedded into our energetic being. And so even some of the more conventional modes of talk therapy and other things, which can be helpful to some degree, they can't always necessarily access you know, things at the karmic level or in the sort of the, the what what Hawaiian shamans might call the Aka cords that energetically connect us with those people who actually abused us. So being able to use energy healing to actually clean and clear all that energetic clutter from our being um, is a profound gift. So for me, in my own path, uh, of it on its own, uh, you know, again, sends me a resounding yes in terms of that answer. But I've also seen it in, you know, in the people that I've worked with and people who I've attuned and initiated as students, just noticing the, the growth that happens in their own lives. Um, so for me, it's, you know, a simple uh, major thumbs up for, for energy healing. And for, for all the modalities that I've learned and studied, they all hold some sort of beautiful gift towards making us uh, more whole and just more alive in who we are. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It probably wasn't easy, but I'm sure that it will help a lot of people who are hearing this who maybe have gone through something similar themselves and they can turn to this type of healing to heal themselves, to um, bring peace back. And I love the idea of healing beyond yourself, but into the energetic fields of the abusers. Uh, That's pretty profound. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I did, you know, like I said, many years I I did some shamanic work and some some of the real important sort of concepts that I was shown was that there's, it's basically like an energetic cord that exists between, you know, you and anybody who's had some major impact on your life, basically anybody who you've ever been involved with in terms of any kind of relationship, there's an energetic cord between you and that person. And even though you may not have seen them in the past 20 years, if that cord is still lingering and sort of holding that vibration 
it's still kind of holding us back and, and keeping us locked in patterns of behavior that aren't necessarily for our highest good. So, yeah. uh, you know, with different modalities of energy healing, you can you can clear that stuff up. Good. Uh, so, yeah. Say goodbye to that. And hello to a new rejuvenated, passionate self with lots of creative energy and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today on Wisdom Radio. And I want to give people a chance to find you online. Where can they go? What's the best place to go to find you and your work? Sure. So the best place to find me is at my website, which is brettbevel.com. That's B-R-E-T-T-B-E-V-E-L-L.com. Um, you know, also my books are available on you know Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and hopefully at your local bookseller. And I also want to uh, put a plug in, too. I have a, a pretty good profile on SoundCloud, which is sometimes thought of as sort of an audio version of YouTube, but it's all audio. Uh, you know, so if you want to just experience some short sort of free samples of different kinds of healing, you can always find me on SoundCloud and just, you know, listen okay. to those audio recordings. Good. Uh, we'll make sure that we put those links up on the website next to your, next to this show. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, and may well, you, you have a very peaceful rest of your day and year and into the new year. You as well. Thank <laughs> you again for having me on the show. Okay. Take care now. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was great. Brett Pavel. And... Be sure to visit wisdomradio.org. I'll have his information up there as well as um, today's reading, uh, which was actually embedded in the show, which was kind of cool. Best time to heal. And um, hopefully it will bring you some healing and some peace in your own life. This is Andy Height. Be well.